0: Welcome back to Zion's Redemption Radio Network Today we're going to be reading Chapter 11 of Mysteries of Creation The chapter is titled Confined to this World We'll be reading pages 112 to 116 I'll start with uh, Dedication And then we'll get into the reading. O God, the Eternal Father, we come to Thee in the name of Thy Son, Jesus Christ. We ask Thee, Father, that during this time of dedication, as we study these words, that Thy Spirit would be with us, that we would be able to glean some understanding of the truth of Thy Word. We thank Thee, Father, for our blessings, for being able to do this program, to share this Word with the Thy children upon this earth that hear this program. We love Thee, Father, and we thank Thee for sacrificing Thy Son for the good of all mankind. That He was willing to come here into this mortal sphere and be an example of how to live Your law perfectly that as he lived it perfectly he's an example to us on how we should live our lives we thank the father that he was willing to go into the garden of gethsemane to take upon himself the sins and the transgressions of this fallen world and seal that upon the cross that he was willing and able to go into the spirit world to open the gates and to come back as a resurrected being and break the bands of death. There might be a way for us to return into thy presence. We thank thee, Father, for the plan of salvation And we thank Thee, Father, for providing a way for us to come down into this world that we may gain knowledge and experience through the things that we go through, but that there might be a way to return to Thy presence with the knowledge that we obtain in this mortal sphere, that we may learn and grow in eternal progression. We love thee, Father, and we ask for thy blessings to be upon us as we dedicate this time unto thee. And we ask for these things in the name of Messiah. Amen. Confined to this world, Chapter 11 of Mysteries of Creation, Episode 689 pages 112 to 116 Jesus told his disciples, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Matthew chapter 28 verse 20. So he is not far off. He is not far away. His mission and responsibilities rest with the world until his work is finished. Everything that God created remaineth in the sphere in which I, God, created it. Yea, even all things which I prepared for the use of man. Moses, chapter three, verse nine. Brigham Young commented on this, quote, here the inquiry will naturally arise. When our spirits leave our bodies, where do they go? I will tell you, will I locate them? Yes, if you wish me to. They do not pass out of the organization of this earth on which we live. But where is the spirit world? It is incorporated within the celestial system. Can you see it with your natural eyes? No. Can you see it with, can you see spirits in this room? No. Suppose the Lord should touch your eyes that you might see. Could you then see the spirits? Yes, as plainly as you now see bodies, as did the servant of Elijah. When you lay down this tabernacle, where are you you going? Into the spirit world. Are you going into Abraham's bosom? No, not anywhere nigh there. But into the spirit world. Where is the spirit world? It is right here. Do the good and the evil spirits go together? Yes, they do. Do they both inhabit one kingdom? Yes, they do. Do they go into the sun? No. Do they go beyond the boundaries of this organized earth? No, they do not. They are brought forth upon this earth for the express purpose of inhabiting it to all eternity. Where else are you going? Nowhere else. Only as you may be permitted. Is the spirit world here? It is not beyond the sun, but it is on this earth that was organized for the people that have lived and do and will live upon it. Journal of Discourses, Volume 3, pages 367, 368, 369, and 372, and we're on page 113. For those who, of you who are reading along, I I don't, I, I would only take, um, uh, I don't know what the word is for it, I, I don't, the the whole thing when he says that this that we're here for all eternity that's not true. Um, it's not true. Um, but I would say that the rest is is um in line with what Joseph Smith taught, and I would accept that that Brigham Young did deliver the truth that he, that he learned from Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith also stated that there are no angels who minister to this earth, but those who do belong or have belonged to it. Doctrine and Covenant, section 130 verse 5, and basically what he's saying, so a lot of other Christian congregations, they, they think that the angels are some created beings that exist in heaven, and that they they do the work of God, but that that they're something else other than what we are. We are the angels. Before I came to this world, I assisted a lot of people. Well, let me take myself out of the equation. Before many of us came into this world, we were ministering spirits, and we were assigned to help others of our brothers and sisters who were in mortality. Let me just give you an example. Now, a lot of people think that this is reincarnation, but it it is not. So there was a boy who remembered living and dying on an aircraft carrier. And, like, he knew a ton of stuff about the Corsair, which was an airplane on an aircraft carrier back in World War II. And he remembers dying on that airplane. And I'm not going to go into great detail because I don't want to stretch this program out. Ridiculous, you know, ridiculous time. Uh, Times, but um, there was this case that I investigated, and I'd investigated many cases of reincarnation because I wanted to understand where where people were coming from, and I also wanted to take it to God. And I believe that if I want to know something, I have to study it to the best of my ability. And then I, I will take it to God after I've studied it out. And I will go to him and ask him. And I'll come to a conclusion about it. And then I'll, I'll ask him if it's correct and have a confirmation of the spirit. And so I believed this kid. I mean, it was a very, very compelling case for reincarnation. And when I took it to God and I, I told him I believed in it, the spirit withdrew from me. And that told me that that what I believed was incorrect. So then I asked, I, I repented. I said, okay, Father, I, I repent and turn away from believing this this lie of reincarnation. But how is it that this child remembers these things? And the Father told me it's because he was there. He was ministering spirit to that person who was in that aircraft when it when it was shot down and it caught fire and it crashed into the ocean. He was there on that aircraft carrier when the man that he was watching over was going about his daily life. That child in his pre-mortal condition was ministering spirit to that man who died he wasn't the same person as that man the reincarnation is a lie but at the same time heavenly father said that there's more to it than this and and he didn't at that time reveal to me what he meant by there's more to it but later on he did and um that's why like the last book that I did was about uh, multiple mortal probation[s] and the doctrine of eternal lives, um, because God revealed to me that that was a true, a true principle. But um, when when people think that that the angels are something else, all the angels are are messengers. In fact, the word in Hebrew, melech, it means messenger. It means somebody who has been sent forth to declare a message. You have heavenly messengers that God sends forth from the throne of heaven to do certain works upon the earth but then every single prophet that has ever existed that has been sent by God is also a messenger sent by God so in that sense as i have been sent by God to deliver a message to be a to bold uh, to bear a bold witness of his resurrection as i have seen him face to face then I would be considered an angel as well. So, anyway, but people have a misunderstanding of what angels are, especially in, um, in Christendom. But actually, any religion that believes in angels, for the most part, they have a very uh, skewed view of what an angel actually is. So anyway, getting back to, um, to this quote. To summarize then, here are four important items pertaining to all mankind and to this earth. Number one, all men born on this earth are confined to it. Number two, the angels are only those who belong to this earth. Meaning, they lived upon this earth, or they will live upon this earth. Number three, the spirit world is also confined to this earth. So it's just a dimensional shift. The spirit world is here on this earth. Number four, since Jesus was also born on this earth, he too will be confined to it until his work is finished. Brigham Young further clarified this. Quote, A a great many think that they will die and their spirits will go to the sun or to the moon or to some of the starry worlds. Our spirits are brought forth in the spirit, in the spirit world to inhabit this earth, to take tabernacles and dwell on this earth. They belong to it and will be on it and round about it from this time henceforth and forever. Those who are par- made partakers of the bliss and happiness to receive crowns of celestial in the celestial kingdom will have this earth for their possession. Teachings of the Prophet Joseph Smith I'm sorry, that's that was way wrong. Teachings of Brigham Young, Volume 3 page 122 So in the book of Revelations, we're told that this earth will become a fire of sea and glass, a great celestial sphere, even that like a Urim and the Thummim. This earth will become a celestial kingdom. This earth will become one of the Shamaim. When that happens and God creates a new earth, we will put off our resurrection. And we will go on to a new earth. And we will go through the experiences of having another mortal probation to gain the experiences that we need so that we can obtain a higher level of resurrection. We don't go to heaven to sing praises to God with harps and clouds as some Christians would say. This world, in all of its good, and all of its bad, is to help us progress in knowledge and understanding that we might obtain a higher resurrection. And when this earth is completed, we are able to put off the resurrection that we have obtained and go on a new earth as it talks about in the book of Revelations. And this earth will become a a Shamaim or one of the heavens, a, a celestial sphere. And it will join in with the others of the Shamaim. And we will have a new earth, and a new first presidency of that earth. And I've talked about that a lot. On that earth that we are looking forward to, Jesus will become the Adam of that world. God the witness will become the redeemer of that world, and another will be chosen to become God the witness. Michael will become our Elohim and Jehovah will ascend higher into the heavens and there there are there are levels of heaven higher than the celestial kingdom levels higher that we don't need to know about at this at this time in our existence anyway continuing on this earth and its inhabitants are a special Entity that will not be broken up until after men are made gods and then create their own worlds. Even then, they will have a special connection to the earth. This may answer the question for many who thought the ten tribes were led away to some other twinkling star or world. However, they too are confined to this world until after the earth has received its exaltation, its exalted place near the realm of God. And we're on page 114 at 42%. Let me just uh, get a drink. I'm actually in Salt Lake right now. Up kind of by the University of Utah. And we're staying at a friend's house. We were helping to canned peaches and to make peach jam and jelly or whatever i'm not even sure what the difference is but um i uh i'm sitting out in the driveway in my car and it is 7:22 a.m so everybody else is sleeping i can't sleep that long i get up on my days off I usually get up around four or five in the morning, not because I set an alarm. It's just when I get up, I can't sleep for too long before I'm like, oh, I'm done sleeping. I need to get up and do something, which is good for when I need to do. Excuse me, for when I need to do the radio program or when I want to do it. Anyway, getting back to the reading. According to the prophets, every earth is assigned its own people. No man or angels are taken from one mortal earth to come to another. This also applies to the devil and to the Savior. As Brigham Young explained, quote, But the fact exists that the Father, the Divine Father, whom we serve, the God of of the universe, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, And the Father of our spirits provided this sacrifice and sent his Son to die for us. And it is also a a great fact that the Son came to do it. I'm sorry, to do the will of the Father. He has paid the debt in fulfillment of the scriptures, which says, He was the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. It is so is it so on any other earth on every earth Uh, and there are saviors for each earth but Jesus is the savior of this earth that's it he only had to do it once remember it says he goes no more out after that meaning he will never die again Jesus will never die again when he becomes the atom of a, of a world, he will live the, the, the space of about a thousand years, same as Michael did when he was an atom for this earth, and he will be translated at that point. He will never die ever again. Michael will never become a mortal on another earth ever again. Ever again. The last time he did it was this the his the beginning of the history of this earth. After this earth he will be an Elohim. Anyway, continuing on with Brigham Young. Sin is upon every earth that that ever was created. If not, it was not so. I would like some philosophers to let us us know how people can be exalted to become the sons of God or the B'nai Elohim and and enjoy the fullness of glory with the Redeemer. Consequently, every earth has its Redeemer. And every earth has its tempter, and every earth and the people thereof in their turn and time receive all that we receive and and pass through all of the ordeals that we are passing through. See, we have many probations of mortality upon many earths. This is we think in this like short-term perspective because we might live 20 years we might live 80 years we might live 100 years but in the in the um when you take a a look at just how much time elapses from the beginning of the creation of this earth till the end i mean it's a drop in a bucket that we live We are not going to obtain exaltation and godhood in the experiences that we gain in one life, no matter who tells you otherwise. This idea that you can, like... Be perfect in your callings and pay your tithing perfectly and go to the temple and do your endowments and the endowments for others and be baptized and all these things and do baptisms for the dead, all the things. You live your life perfectly. You are not worthy of exaltation just because you do that. Now. I gotta stop for a second because there is a bunch of telephone lines and there is a squirrel hanging out on one of the telephone lines. <laughs> he's running along, doing his balancing. Oh, now he's going up to the, uh, the telephone line. I hope he doesn't hurt himself. He's actually on a fiber optic cable. I know the difference because um, I used to do directional drilling and fiber optics for fiber optics in Florida. And sometimes I was on the line crew and um, I, I learned a bunch when I was doing that. I actually enjoyed that job. I, I took it because um, as a truck driver, you're always sitting and I wanted to actually exercise. So I was still driving a truck. I drove a low boy. I um, had a flatbed with directional drawing equipment on it. Anyway, my little tangents. I'm sorry. All right. Um, let me just get back into the reading. Is this easy to understand? It is perfectly easy to me. And my advice to those who have queries and doubts on this subject is when they reason and philosophize upon it, not to plant their position in falsehood or argue hypothetically, but upon the fact as they exist, and they will come to the conclusion that unless God provides a Savior to pay this debt, it can never be paid. Journal of Discourses, Volume 14 page one um, I'm sorry page 77 and 70 sorry 71 and 72 I'm gonna take a break I'm just gonna pause the recording I'll be right back as far as you're concerned and I'm just gonna stretch and try to wake up a little bit more before I finish oh, before I finish um, this podcast we're actually at 63 percent and we'll be on page 115 so i'll be right back okay i'm back i actually just rolled the window stand in the car let some of this nice crisp 60 degree fahrenheit uh temperature into the car so it's a little bit chilly (laughs) but i think that'll help me to uh wake up a little bit. Maybe I'll maybe I'll read better, hopefully, anywhere We're on page 15. The Savior, Jesus Christ, has been a Redeemer only once. He was confined to this one earth. It is not in the plan for him to go down again, to be crucified on any other world. And by the way, he did not atone for the sins and the transgressions of another earth. This idea of the infinite atonement was brought about by James Talmage and others, and it's false doctrine. Yet it, co- it contradicts what Joseph Smith and Brigham Young taught, and it contradicts the truth as seen by God Himself. Remember, scripture is not for private interpretation, right? It, that means it doesn't belong to us. If you want to know the truth, you have to go to God to get the truth. And that's why he says, if you lack wisdom, ask him and he will give it to you. But you've got to study these things out to the best of your ability. And you have to take your conclusions to him to get a confirmation of the truth of all things. And it is by the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit that we learn the truth of all things. We have that We have the ability to access truth. If you take this idea that Jesus Christ atoned for the sins of all worlds that have ever existed or will ever exist, the Spirit will leave you. But you have to do your study first because just taking something to God... Without doing the work of actually asking and studying and seeking truth for yourself, he, he's not going to answer you. When you take this idea that, that Jesus Christ atoned for the sins of every earth that has ever existed, the Spirit will leave you because it's a lie. And remember, all they who believe the lie, or a lie, receive strong delusion that they all might be damned because they don't love the truth. And the reason it's uh, like, this is my take on it. If you don't love the truth enough to go to God to find out what truth actually is, you are damning yourself in false doctrine. And you can progress to a certain point, and you will be stuck at that point. So when I realized certain things, I actually had to... The only things that I knew for sure were the things that God showed me and things that I got revelation on. And there's many things that you assume, like if A and B and C are correct, then surely, in my own logic... D and E and F are correct. <laughs> you know, but we can't do that. There's many things that we assume that are incorrect. They're incorrect. And it's easy to fall into this these ideas that we understand things that we have never received confirmation of the Spirit on and we've never received revelation on. That's how false doctrine creeps into the church and into the individual lives of each of us on, on the earth. But there is only one truth, and that is God's truth. There is only one interpretation of Scripture that is correct. And that's God's interpretation of Scripture. And we as his children have the ability to ask him in the name of our Redeemer and our Messiah. And we have the ability to receive revelation for ourselves and to gain the knowledge that we need to have a correct understanding of his true character and how things really are. Anyway, continuing on, according to Brigham Young... Every earth has its own savior, and he will not be required or destined to be a savior on more than one earth. Jesus is our elder brother and was born in spirit, just as we are all were. He has, well, we all have an eternal existence because when we, are intel- we were intelligence, it's uncreated. And we come from the intelligence. But there was a time when we were born. That's when we became self-aware and we became a spirit. We were born from the intelligence. Same as he was. Same as Jehovah was. Same as Michael was. Same as God the Eternal Father and the Eternal Mother were. We all have the same beginning we all come from the same essence or the same energy all of us that's why we have the ability to become like god is that's why we have the ability to progress through the different stages of mortality on multiple earths so that we can attain unto a higher resurrection and if we follow the path over the period of many, 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 many lifetimes, we will attain unto the status of becoming a witness of the Father and the Son of that earth. We, may, we will attain unto becoming a prophet, and we'll have different roles on different earths. Like Elijah had a certain role on, on this earth. Moses and Noah had certain roles on this earth. Joseph Smith had a certain role on this earth but they will eventually attain unto the level of becoming God the witness and if they hold that estate and they hold that calling they will become a redeemer of an earth and when they finish their role on that earth as being a redeemer they will become an Adam and then they will become an Elohim. And then they will go on to levels of, of glory higher than that of the celestial kingdom and exaltation. Jesus is our elder brother and was born in spirit just as we all were. His work began and was connected to only this earth and will not be affiliated with any other world until after this one has been exalted. Brigham Young continues, All the spirits organized to come to this world will will be upon this earth and round about it and attached to it forever and ever without end. They are on it, in it, round about it, either in the body or out of the body. Good spirits and bad spirits are attached to this world until they receive their final destination. And that's according to the teachings of Brigham Young, Volume 3, page 121 and 122. And I believe that he learned these things from Joseph Smith himself. These are the things that what Joseph Smith said, that if I shared them, you would shatter like glass. This is These are some of those things. Of course, Joseph Smith did not finish the restoration because of the wickedness and the sloth of the people. There was so much more that he could have revealed that he couldn't because the people would not accept it because they were not ready for it. And I'd venture to say that few were ready for it. Continuing on with the reading... At the beginning of this earth's creation, the Father had produced all of the spirit children who were to come here. Those children were designated to to be confined to this world. They were not to be sent to any other earth, nor would they have that ability until their resurrection. So like when people are like, oh, Abraham, Abraham is an exalted God on another earth. This earth is not finished. Abraham is confined to this earth until it is finished. He does not get to go on to another earth to become an exalted God anywhere else until this earth is finished. And for those of you who are like, well, time is different for. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Time is linear. He doesn't have the ability to leave this Earth. He was assigned to this Earth. His spirit is still on this Earth. Even if he's a resurrected body, it's still within the solar system. This solar system is this... You can't go on beyond... I think it's the Kuiper Belt... It's out beyond the solar uh, the solar system, but we're here. The city of Enoch it never left the solar system. So, like, let me just get into that real quick, because the idea that we can't leave this earth doesn't it doesn't apply to Adam, who is Michael, who is with the Church of the Firstborn. And the city of Enoch, which is a physical place. The city of Salem that was taken up with Melchizedek, it's a physical place. It's still in the solar system, but it is not on this earth. Joseph Smith even taught that the city of Enoch was taken up from where the uh, Yucatan, well, the Gulf of Mexico, that is a crater, but it's not a crater because something came and hit this earth. It's a crater because something was taken from this earth. The city of Enoch and the city of Salem, they were taken from this earth. But they still dwell in the solar system, so they're not on the earth. So, um, I guess that would be that we're not confined to this earth, but to this system. <laughs> I, I would uh, implore you to, uh, if, if it's something that you want to understand, ponder upon these things and take it to God. Now, so, there's something... Like I used to be very, very inquisitive, and I would ask all these questions. I don't. It doesn't bother me to to not know anymore. I am happy with what God has given me, and if if one thing is true or another is true about some deep theology, there's not a lot of things that I am like. I everything. I'm satisfied with what God has given me and I've gotten to the point where I'm like, "Well, that that's nice. If that's true, that's great. I don't it doesn't matter to me." I don't know if it's just um Just that I'm satisfied with what God has given to me. And I don't really need to know a whole lot more than what he's revealed. But if you feel like that's something that you really want to understand and know, I would implore you to ponder it in your mind, to study it out to the best of your ability and to take it to God and ask him for the truth. Ask him if you, have when you come to a conclusion on what you believe, ask him if um, ask him if what you believe is true. Test the spirit. If the spirit withdraws from you, then you can know that what you believe is not true. But then you can always ask. Sometimes he'll answer. Sometimes he'll lead us in a path so that we we um, gain more understanding. And sometimes, sometimes he'll say to us, we need to study it out more before he's going to give us an answer. Because he, he's not just going to give us answers that we haven't worked for but anyway it's just something that occurred to me that uh, the city of enoch and the city of salem the church of the firstborn that and zion it's not on this earth so all of those beings all of those individuals who are born on this earth who are in that world all of the resurrected beings who are in that world like abraham isaac jacob those people they are there with the Church of the Firstborn, and they're not on this earth anymore. <clears throat> anyway, let's continue on with this reading. The sun is actually starting to come up a little bit. so uh, But we're at 78%, so I think I'll be able to finish this before the sun hits me. So, All right. Among all those spirit children was Jesus, our elder brother. He was a spirit child just like all the rest of us. Whether or whatever worlds without number were created before this one, Jesus had no part in them because he, like the rest of us, was confined to this world until after his resurrection and and all mankind have been saved. And I disagree with that as well, because Jesus did have a part on older earths. As I've explained in detail, on this and other programs, so we're at page 116 at 83 percent. At this point, then, the following conclusions can be drawn from the scriptures and prophets presented in this brief chapter. Number one, Jesus could not be the creator of of physical or spiritual worlds ...without number because he was born spiritually and physically on this earth. Number two, when the Father created this earth and its heaven, and remember, our heaven, our... Well, I'm going to keep that to myself. When the Father created this earth and its heaven, he also created a particular posterity... To inhabit it, the firstborn among all that all that mankind was, Jesus. Number three, being born as a spirit, good or evil, meant that they would be confined to this earth. Number four, no other spirits, angels, or men from any other planet would be commissioned to attend, inhabit. Or intercede with this planet. So this whole idea that aliens are coming here from other worlds and like they did a big thing in Congress and the Senate and whatever, they're getting us ready for dis- for great, great deception. But no aliens from other worlds are permitted to come here. Period. End of story Well I have to I have to have a little bit of a caveat caveat, Because none of us Are from here Jehovah our Elohim He was an Adam on an older earth He's an alien <laughs> We are the product of So called aliens Adam came here from another earth With his body he wasn't created here. He was created on another earth. Jesus Christ was born on this earth, but he is from another world. I am from, I'm not from this world. This earth was not in this the same state of existence when we were in the, um, on the older Earth, this Earth didn't exist in the same state of existence that it does now. All of us have existed, all of us have existed way before this Earth was ever organized. We're not from here. But on that note, the only ones who are really allowed to come here that are not from here is uh, is Jehovah. Like, even the Eternal Father doesn't come here. And we should be glad that he doesn't, because it would be like placing us in the atmosphere of the sun to be in his presence. The only reason I was able to see him was through a vision of the past. I was shown a vision of the past. And I saw the the eternal mother and the eternal father. Not as they exist now, but as they existed in the beginning. But the only one of the Elohim who was allowed to come here is Jehovah because he's assigned to this earth. Anyway, continuing on, number five, only those beings who become gods or Elohim will be allowed to go to other earths, and those will be the ones that they create. Number six. Every earth that God has created has its own devil and its own redeemer. Meaning Jesus Christ will not be the redeemer of all other earths that that Michael was a redeemer on an older earth and Jehovah was a redeemer on an older earth and I will be a redeemer on a future earth. And there will be those who are chosen who have been, um, who are very, very, um, I don't know what how you say it. Lucifer was high and mighty, but he fell because of his pride and his arrogance. And there will be those who will be high and mighty and who will attain unto the level of godhood to become God the witness and they will fall because of their pride and arrogance and another will be chosen. The same as this earth. Our Lucifer was chosen because he attained unto the level and he was made a God. And remember there's different levels of being a God. And because of his pride and his arrogance, he rebelled and he fell. And I was chosen to take his place. As crazy as that sounds, and I know it sounds crazy. I know, I know, I know it sounds deluded. It's hard for me to believe, but there's been so much evidence. Like God showed it to me for one. But like even other than that, like there's so many things that I can't deny. And I wish I could because I, I kind of wish I was crazy. That would get me off the hook for a bunch of things that, um, that are my responsibility that I was foreordained to do. So anyway, um, uh, mm, excuse me. Number seven, all the people including their Redeemer, must pass through the trials, tribulations, and difficulties that we do on this earth. So all of those angels that you hear about, they either have lived upon this earth or they will live upon this earth. They will go through all of the things that we go through. All of them. Number eight, since Jesus was born spiritually and physically for this world, He could not be born or crucified on any other world. And that's true as well. Number nine, Jesus was the redeemer for this world and not for any other. His atonement applied only to the people of this world. Number ten, Jesus is not the literal father of mankind. And he's not, it's Father Adam. Anyway, but he is our father spiritually since he paid for our sins and transgressions and we become his children through the law of adoption. Anyway, so that's the end of this chapter. When we come back, we'll be in chapter 12 of Mysteries of Creation starting on page 117 and that chapter is t- the title of that chapter is called the plurality of gods. So, as always, um, you can go read this for yourself. You don't have to wait for me to do a program about it. You can if you want. But um, in the description of the podcast, whether it's on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes or wherever else you get this podcast, um, I will provide a link to where you can read just this chapter as you read along or as you want to maybe ponder over study it better than just listening to me i will provide a place where you can go read that i will also provide a link so that you can read the book by yourself the whole thing enjoy yourself knock yourself out if that's what you're inclined to do i know one person like a month or two ago he was uh he asked me for the link I think he read this whole book in the uh, in about um, uh, one day. I think maybe it was two, but it was pretty quick. And he was like, "Oh, that book is great. Yeah, I know this is my favorite book." Um, so anyway, but um, so there will be a link to where you can go find the book to read for free online. Also, um, there will be another link that you'll be able to find other books on restoration theology that um, that I hope that you'll enjoy. Whether you believe in these things or you don't believe in these things. And you know what? Not every book that Ogden Kraut wrote I, 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 um, I believe or I trust. I know that there's a lot of misconceptions and false doctrines that Brigham Young and the other early leaders of the church Brought forth. Um, I don't accept any of them as prophets, seers, and revelators other than Joseph Smith. So, uh, and I've talked about why I don't accept them. But anyway, so the sun just came over the the rise, and it is shining right in my face. It's 7:58, I think, a.m so i guess i did finish the the reading before the sun did hit me so anyway i'm gonna enjoy this sun now and uh and i hope that everybody has been blessed by this this program and i would um i would implore you to study these things out for yourself and to seek confirmation of the spirit or inspiration, or revelation that you might know for yourself the truth of these things. And I thank you for listening, and I say these things in the name of our Messiah. Amen.